you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I am Oliver Banks, your host and your guide to successfully delivering your retail transformation. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. This one is episode 117, number 117. And in today's episode, we're asking a very important question. In today's uncertain, fast-paced and hugely volatile world, Is the retail operating model dead? You know, do we really need an operating model as the world becomes more flexible and more agile? Show notes for today are over at obandco.uk slash 117. So operating models have been behind many of retail's big success stories from the past few decades. Whether it's Tesco rolling out their Tesco in a box operating model, allowing them to expand to other countries, territories or stores very quickly, creating a common approach to easily and quickly duplicate and deploy stores and distribution centers and so on very quickly. Or maybe we're looking at Amazon and how they have been able to systemize their operation so that it can consistently and dependably get those parcels out on time, meet all of their delivery requirements, and continue to push customer expectations. And there are plenty of other operating model examples, but that's of course not what we are diving into today. But I hope you do agree that as we do look back over the past couple of decades, we've seen mass market retail really shift to a highly competitive environment. And that focus on efficiency and streamlining and consistency has been very important. But right now, we've had the coronavirus pandemic. We've had this huge acceleration. And the acronym VUCA, Volatile, Uncertain, Complex and Ambiguous, seems to be ever more relevant, I'm sure you can agree. And as we are facing this VUCA world, it's a good stage to really consider and think, do we still need a retail operating model? Are they still relevant? Are they still needed or not? But before we get to that answer, let's just backtrack. An operating model is, of course, a standardized way of working that can be deployed to all stores or distribution centers or fulfillment centers or sites that helps make it easy to duplicate and deploy and consistently work day in, day out. But there are criticisms of operating models as well, of course. There are those that consider operating models are too much around central command and control from the head office, eliminate some of the passion about retailing and taking responsibility away from those in-store or on the ground and putting that responsibility at the hands of those that are far away, sitting behind a desk or up in the proverbial ivory tower. It's also been said that operating models can stop 
or prevent or discourage great people from taking the initiative. And you could be missing out on local knowledge and even local skills as well. Perhaps for you, an operating model is a rigid set of defined processes that struggle to cope with noise and uncertainty and very much based in the ideal perfect world rather than the real world. Some people find them too restrictive, too regimental, and even too slow to react to the local market, or even, frankly, the wider market, particularly this year. And we've certainly seen examples where companies have been slow to react over the past few years. And that, in many ways, has been a trigger to the huge levels of acceleration that we have seen over the last year. Maybe there is an excessive focus on compliance and box ticking and bureaucracy and administration. And of course, there is the eternal question of what is the best retail operating model? Now, you may also enjoy scrolling back through the podcast archives and checking out episode 29, where I explored five common mistakes that are made when it comes to retail operating models. And just as a very quick refresher, because that was a while ago, those were about not having a clear operating model defined, having an out-of-date understanding of the operating model, which doesn't reflect reality, having an invisible operating model that can't be seen and can't be understood, having an operating model that is not on brand and doesn't deliver the purpose, and finally, having an operating model that drives the wrong behaviours. So whilst there are many benefits to having an operating model, there are, of course, many criticisms as well, as we have just touched on. But let's just step out of the world of operating models for just a second and think about how things have changed over the course of the past year, driven, of course, by the pandemic. Many things in the retail industry have changed and changed quickly. I mentioned VUCA earlier on. Volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. Originally from a military background, it really does suit the current world that we live in today and the current retail market. But what does that mean for retailers? Well, it means you must focus on what matters most. You must have empathy and be human. You must avoid bureaucracy and administration where it's just not needed. And you must be able to understand and overcome local challenges, whether that's around demographics or even local lockdown rules or different opportunities or the local competition and even just the geography and the location itself. This localization has been a huge factor over the past 12 months, for sure. Agility and flexibility have become some of those highly common buzzwords that we've heard a lot. But if it's not too ironic, then I will reflect back on the previous episode, episode 116, where I welcomed Lawrence Bonemma to talk about understanding agile. That's the agile methodology rather than agility. But of course, they are very closely interlinked. And Lawrence came up with this brilliant description of Agile, and that was common sense with an uncommon level of discipline. And that really does match what many have had to do over the past few months, of course. 
apply that common sense, do the right thing, do the sensible thing, but then have that uncommon level of discipline to keep ourselves safe, to keep ourselves going and to get things done. And of course, together as an industry, we absolutely have got loads of things done. So it's important now to keep that pace and momentum up. And I mentioned it in my key themes for 2021, in fact, back in episode 112. Keeping up the fast pace of change is absolutely a huge opportunity, but also a sizable challenge that we must consider going on through the year and, of course, further into the future as well. So given the criticism of operating models and given the speed and the disparate nature of today's retail market, what do you think? Are retail operating models dead? Shouldn't you just focus instead on becoming a flexible and fluid and common sense retailer? Perhaps leaving your store managers, your branch managers, your distribution managers, your site managers, the responsibility to run their own site as they see fit. Has the time of the retail operating model passed? What do you think? Well, for me, no, not at all. The retail operating model is very much alive and well. But like many other things in the world right now, it must evolve. It must transform itself. So you must make your retail operating model flexible and agile. Your retail operating model is still very much critically important to help you convert your strategy into reality and, of course, into results as well. Yes, of course, we do still live in uncertain times, but that doesn't mean that you should have no strategy or no way of implementing your strategy and realising your strategy. Sure, you may have some question marks, but if you have a clear brand purpose and you know who you serve and how you serve them, and you know, roughly, how you are going to achieve that, then an operating model is an amazing vehicle to help you to make it happen. To that big question that we highlighted earlier, what's the best retail operating model? Well, of course, there is no best retail operating model. It's different for every brand and every company, but it does help you to understand where you are adding value for your customers. It helps you to clarify the investment and the costs involved in your operation. And it definitely gives you a brilliant platform to continuously improve and evolve and transform the wider business. But we do also need to rely on the people on the ground doing the job, running the business day to day. Your operating model therefore needs to encourage, trust and support those people. It should enable, not disable. And by that, I mean add elements of flexibility, add a healthy dose of encouragement, use coaching wisely and foster positive attitudes rather than telling off and finger wagging. <laughs> Your operating model should empower, not dictate. You shouldn't have this strong compliance focus. Sure, some areas may need it, particularly around health and safety, where you need to create documents and records and due diligence, etc. But not everything needs that. So you must consider how you can limit and reduce that admin bureaucracy box ticking work 
Not needed quite so much, thanks. And of course, an operating model is brilliant for sharing best practice and learning together so that you can move and react quickly. Those are key principles when it comes to being agile and flexible. And together, I guarantee you the business will be stronger rather than as a selection of disparate locations, each doing their own things, each stumbling through the dark with no overarching idea and with no operating model. And of course, an operating model should be much more than just a set of processes. And rigid processes at that, right? (laughs) They should be purpose enabling. And by that, I mean, firstly, you need to understand your brand purpose. And then everything in the operating model should be able to feed back as to how it is enabling that purpose. It should consider the data and the decisions that are being made, how the different systems are interacting with the operation and integrating with each other, as well as the organizational considerations that need to be thought about as well. The setup, for example. And of course, retail is quite a hierarchical organization traditionally, but is that changing? Maybe for your business. Your operating model should also be thinking about culture and environment as well. And ultimately, all of these different elements, the process, the purpose enabling considerations, the data, the decisions, the systems, the organizational considerations, the culture and the environment should all point to a big question. How do we need to work? How do we need to work? Let that just sink in for a moment and consider, how do you need to work? So if you ask me, is the retail operating model dead? The answer is definitely not, at least from my perspective. But they do need to change. They need to develop. They need more imagination. They need more flexibility and more localization where it matters most. And of course, you need to ensure that the purpose is suitably prioritized, which allows the operating model to stay on point, allows it to stay consistent, and of course, allows it to be more relevant for your customers and your colleagues as well. You need to bring the best of the traditional retail operating model, as well as the best of the agile, flexible ways of working. And you need to be able to merge those together to form a new agile, flexible operating model. And this will deliver a ton of value, both here in 2021 and beyond as well. So what should you do right now? Well, first and foremost, I urge you not to write off your retail operating model. If you are under pressure because the world is more agile, more flexible, more fast paced, and the operating model cannot keep up, then that is a sign, a massive sign that your operating model needs to change and shift and transform rather than be thrown in the bin completely. And if you're just not sure where to start when it comes to transforming your operating model, or even perhaps how to get started on your operating model, then do reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn, Oliver Banks, or send me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Or you could also check out the show notes page where I will include those links as well. Those show notes are at obandco.uk slash 117. 
So listen, there are a couple of things that I wanted to share with you right here, right now. So I'm very pleased to be joined by a guest with an important announcement. So I'm pleased to welcome Sanil Bajaj, Vice President and Practice Head of Retail Solutions at Aspire Systems. And together, we are going to be hosting a webinar called 2021, The Year to Unify Experiences, How Technology Will Power Retail's Comeback. Sanil, welcome. Tell us a little more. Well, thank you, Oliver. Uh, it'll be my pleasure to talk to you on Jan 27th. Uh, year 2020 was a strange year in many different ways. In retail industry, we used to see 1% shift in ratio of sales from stores to online each year. Now, 2020 has shifted it by 16% within one year. That's 16x acceleration into the future for customer expectations. So while we still talk about omnichannel and retail, it's important to look beyond omnichannel. And that's what we are going to explore in our webinar. I'm really looking forward to this. Why don't you just tell us a little bit more about what we're going to be hearing about and who it's for as well? Yes, we will discuss about a few strategies on how tech can align itself to fuel this next wave. And this next wave is unified experiences. It's in our title. Digital leaders can join us for an engaging discussion on this topic. Absolutely. And I do hope that you join us too. You can register to join us live on the webinar, obandco.uk slash aspire. That's obandco.uk slash aspire. The stuff we've got prepped for you is brilliant. I'm really very excited to be uh, joining Sunil. So I do hope you will join us live engage with us, ask us questions. Really looking forward to it. So I know I can't wait. This is going to be an awesome session that we're going to be putting on for everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. And then I also wanted to share some further listening with you. We've touched on a few episodes through the course of this episode. So you can go back and listen to episode 29, looking at the common operating model mistakes and episode 116, was about understanding Agile. And then in episode 112, we looked at the key transformation themes for 2021. There are another couple of episodes which I thought you might also enjoy. Episode 105 was about simplifying operating models. And episode 111 was about defining your perfect KPIs. So I do hope that I have persuaded you that the retail operating model is not dead. And I do hope that you are in agreement too. But either way, I would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts. So do reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast as always. It's really appreciated. And please do share this podcast with your colleagues, your friends and your team. And together, we will make sure that you successfully transform your retail operating model. So thanks for tuning in. I'll look forward to joining you in another episode of the Retail Transformation Show coming at you very soon. Bye for now.